Hello and welcome to Chit Chats with Harriet, where we talk about real issues and the highs and lows of adulting while trying to find your identity in this modern day age. Thank you so much for joining me today and let's get started. Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Harriet Nakrutimana and I am so happy to introduce to you season two of Chit Chats with Harriet. I know a lot of people were like, Harriet, are you gone? Are you Casper the Friendly Ghost? I, well, I was kind of like, you know, going for a little bit and we'll talk all about that today. But um, I'm really excited to be back. I had a little bit of um, fear of coming back into like podcasting because, to be honest, I kind of got caught up in my head, which is very much one of the things we're going to talk about today. Because today we're going to be talking about seven signs that you're a control freak. And um, <laughs> we're going to talk all about that and the reason why um, so many people have such controlling attributes these days because i know sometimes it's you know everyone nowadays i think is controlling like you hear people talk about their dreams and their aspiration and low-key at the bottom surface level of it you realize how much of perfectionist we really all are and how much we're trying to compete with one another so um that's always a very interesting for me to talk about but before all of that and we get into the episode i want to first talk about where i've been what i've been doing um, we're going to have a lot of interesting episodes this season. Um, we're going to be talking about graduating because um, Harriet has left the university. She's graduated. I didn't have my ceremony. She did see me with a hard looking cute. That's because COVID said hello. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't have my ceremony. But either way, I'm happy to be out of that demonic institution. And I know someone, I'm very blessed to have graduated because, you know, to be honest, get, going to uni and, and graduating was one of the things that I really wanted to do with my life. Like that was one of the goals I wanted to do for myself. And first of all, I do not think not going to university or not having a degree makes you less than anybody or makes you feel like it shouldn't make you feel like you have nothing with your life if you don't. But for me, one of the goals for myself that I have put on is I wanted to get my higher education because for me, it was more of a confidence thing. I kind of grew up not really having a lot of confidence in my brain. And so I wanted to graduate and do that to be like I can do it like I can put my mind to something and I can accomplish it and I feel so proud of myself but that will be all up for a different discussion because um my next ep- well, like my episode's coming not next one maybe in a couple of episodes we're going to be talking about that and and the struggles of you know graduating what do you do after that do, like now I'm an adult like what is this before I had excuses now I don't have any excuses literally once I'm finished work I have nothing to do like, I mean nothing. <laughs> and I know someone's going to be like, Harriet, leave the house. But technically, with all the things going on in the world, leaving your house is not a great idea. But we, there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about this year. Um, and one, and I will first start off by saying why I kind of left um, podcasting for a little bit. So when I was doing podcasting, I was doing it as a hobby, number one. And I, I thought no one would listen. Like, I was not really expecting anyone to sit at home or like play me speaking, like some person messaged me telling me that they listen to me on like when they're going to work. I said, me? And <laughs> subconsciously, I really like, I like, like, of course I was really excited, but subconsciously I started making like, um, it started making me feel like, oh my gosh, like I have to do this. And then, and then I, I felt a lot of pressure because I was like, oh my gosh, like, do people actually think that I know a lot of things? Because people be like, you're so wise or this. And I'm like, damn. 
that's a lot of pressure <laughs> and it was no pressure that nobody gave me it was just you know i'm i i tend to overthink things so that was one of the reasons and one of the reasons the second reason is i felt like i felt like i had nothing to say like i felt like that this is coming from me me having nothing to say that says a lot it wasn't that i was working all the time i kind of forgot my hobbies i didn't have any hobbies my hobbies were work and because i was meeting a lot of new people for the first time in my life i was experiencing so many new things that i'm really excited to share with you guys on this podcast about dating about like um about like growing up about changing your mindset about faith developing your faith um like the struggles of faith having doubt about your faith all these things that are so interesting that i want to talk about you and let me give a little bit of a disclaimer I have not lost my faith just because someone's going to be like, how yet have you fallen? In fact, I've not fallen. I've just learned. I feel like everything is a life lesson. You learn more. And if you never experienced something, you can't say that you understand it. In order for you to have um, an understanding of something, to really comprehend something, it, me- it means that you've, you've kind of... I'm going to leave my family. So I've had a lot going on in my life, and I'm really excited to share that with you. One of the things I noticed when I was listening back to my podcast, because for me to, in order for me to get back here, I kept doubting. I kept saying, I'm never going back. I don't want people listening to my voice. I can't even say in my own voice. And I realized that I was speaking really, really fast. (laughs) And so this year, as I get older, as I'm about to turn 24, (laughs) I would like to reduce the speed. So I'm, if I speak really fast, I apologize. I'm a very passionate speaker. I tend to either I'm zero or 100. And most of the time, if I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, I'm going to be at 100. Forget forget it. So if, it, if things do escalate, please just lower your volume. Act as if I'm speaking with my inside voice. Um, but I'm very excited to, to really get into a lot of things because there's a lot going on in the world. And I remember one of the reasons I started my podcast was to um, really talk about things that I didn't feel anyone else was talking about. Or when they were talking about it, it was in a very vague, very like perfect, I understand everything type of way. And one of the disclaimers I want to make on here before we start anything, today's topic, anything is that... I am 100% myself. I'm always not always 100% myself because I'm a human being. Sometimes you don't find yourself being yourself, but I'm 100% human. I'm 100% me all the time. I make mistakes. I don't always know what I'm going to do. I just, I learn. That's the thing for me. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have, use wisdom in my life from the people I, I hear. And I'm trying, number one, to not be very like, um, I don't want to be the type of person who disregards other people, who thinks that I know better. Because in order for you to grow, you have to learn. And right now, the season that I'm in is the season of learning. And if you heard that little ding, that's a notification because Harriet's getting that bling. <laughs> oh, the jokes have got to stop. Anyway, but yeah, as I'm getting older, I'm still realizing I can be myself. But everyone needs to grow. Everyone needs to change. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the topic for today. As you can, let me just say something. If you're expecting any perfection from here, expecting for me to be on topic, for me to know from A, B, and C, you're in the wrong place. I might speak about this and then change my mind midway and start talking about something else that's random. But I hopefully will have more of a structure and hopefully this this season will have some guests. Because we only had one guest last 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 season and they were the fine they're the first and last guest they were going to be the first and last but yeah i'm very excited so today's topic that we're going to talk about 
I read an article on Forbes. Um, it was ra- written by Amy. Amy Morton? Morton. Morton? Amy Morton? Okay. Pronunciation? We're starting off a little dodgy already. Anyway, Amy wrote this article. It was published in 2017, so I'm not really sure um, if these are still relevant. But I, for me, when I was reading it, I thought it was quite thing. It says the seven signs you're a control freak and what you can do about it. Well, I'm not going to read about what you can do. I'm just going to give you the seven signs. Sign number one, you are not, you ain't a good team player. In English, in Australia, it's like you are not a good team player. Joining a team means you have you have to give up some control. After all, you can't orchestrate everything that happens when you're responsible for 10% of the outcome. So many, so many control freaks prefer to be a lone wolf over a team player. And when they must be part of it, they quickly try to dictate everyone's behavior. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Next. So the second behavior that most people experience is you are 100% responsible for you, for your success. Control freaks believe with enough effort and skills they can accomplish anything. They don't believe in timing or luck. They often say things like failure isn't an option. They're very overly critical of themselves when they don't when things don't go as planned. We'll start off with breaking them down slowly. With the first and second one, Personally, I had to sit down these things. And I'm only doing this podcast because I feel like a lot of us are kind of control freaks, aka Harriet, put your hand up, about being a team player. Not going to lie, I am a team player. That's the first thing. If you're not a team player, understand yourself. I'm a team player. I don't... Am I a sore loser, though? Yes, I am. If I lose, do I want to make a fuss? Yes, I make a fuss. But I am a, I am a team player. I enjoy being in a team. I enjoy having other people work with me. It makes me feel like we're getting something done. And I, the pressure is not all on me. So that's the first one is a, mm, not really for me. Maybe it is for you. The second thing is you think you're 100% responsible for your success. And that would be, that would be a yes for me. You know? Because to be honest with you, I do think I am a control freak. I am definitely a very much a control freak. Um, in the sense of like, I do think I am responsible for my success. Like, for example, if I fail, I think that the ownership has to be on me. And sometimes that's a good thing, but it's also a very, mm, I don't really know. Most controlling people think that it's their responsibility to make things happen. Whether you're aware of it or you're not. But most people who are controlling think that they have to get that success is done in a very particular way and that if they don't do it the way that they planned it in their little heads in the middle of the night, creepily, that it's not going to work. There is nothing wrong with having ambition. There is nothing wrong with having um, a drive to want to succeed, to want to do well, to want to accomplish your goals. But in this case, we're talking about it being a negative thing, that you will not let anything get standing your way like you... There's, you don't think of like, if one mistake happens, it's over for you. There's no second chances. It cannot be done in a different way. And when it does have it happen a different way, you tend to freak out. If you're the type of person who does this, the best way to kind of resolve this situation, in my opinion, is to be more understanding that life happens. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. God ultimately knows the plan for every person's life. And sometimes your idea is not God's idea. It's not even the idea 
of anybody else but you you know and i always think that you should have a goal it's very it's very important to write down your goals that's one thing i've been learning it's important to visualize your goals to have something you want to achieve but don't automatically plan everything to a T because it's not going to work. I'm one of those people, if I have an event, if I have a date, if I have um, a meeting, if even I have a prayer time, it has to bump, 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 bump. And if one little thing goes off, my brain's like, oh my gosh, that's not part of what I planned. I really didn't think this through. So that's one of the things that I'm trying to improve on. So that's that's number two. Number three Another sign that you're controlling is you invest a lot of time in trying to convince other people to change. <sighs> Why am I being read for filth right now? But we're going to read this slowly. So I'm going to read you the definition on Forbes. It says, most control freaks believe they know what is best for everyone. And they try to convince other people to do things differently. Whether they lecture become more aggressive or manipulate things behind the scenes they want to make other people act a certain way i wouldn't say that this is something i do overt like overtly but i would say that this like obviously you wouldn't be like oh my gosh harriet's trying to make people change but as i've gotten older and like as i tend to observe myself and become self-aware i realize that sometimes subconsciously i might want people to fit this image in my brain and that comes uh, that that plays a really big part when it comes to dating because you have this idea of someone that you want in your brain you're like i want a person who does this this and this you know and and when they don't fit that you're trying your best to convince them to be that image that you have in your brain but the truth is no one is going to be that image in your brain unless you want to be by yourself and you married that image of yourself. And even if you find that image of someone that you have, they may take a lot of things. So maybe they're not emotionally there for you. Maybe they don't make you feel special. Maybe they don't care about your dreams, your aspirations. Maybe they're just like cute and controlling and two controlling people don't make a controlling. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Two controlling people don't make a healthy situation, okay? They don't balance each other out. So be very careful of that because I tend to do that and I'm learning that that's not a good thing. Let people be themselves. If you are with a friend or you're in a relationship or with people that you care about and you won't allow them to be themselves, then you need to figure out ways for you to change or for you to leave them alone because no one should have to change because you are a freak in your control freak deep inside okay the fourth thing you have a trouble maintaining maintaining i always find it really weird reading that you have a trouble maintaining meaningful relationships no one ever says you know i'd like to be like her she's a control freak control freaks repel people with their demands and unsolicited unsolicited advice continuously Struggling to maintain healthy relationships and f- professional relationships. Um, it's, it's really giving... I really don't know about that one. Because the truth is, I don't think most... The, the reason why control freaks get away with a lot of things is most people are really... They don't give off that controlling vibe until you get to really know them, you know? Um, because the truth is, most people who try to control situations, they, they tend to think that they know everything. Um, they tend to always have an opinion. And one thing I've noticed, just because you have a mouth, it does not need to be yappe, yappa, yappa. Okay? Just because you have a mouth doesn't mean you need to always use it. Sometimes your mouth can be shut. And for a person who loves to talk, I think... 
that's always been a struggle of mine but i'm learning that that's not a good thing you should not always need to talk it's not a very it's not an attractive thing it's not it's not even something that like whether that's on a romantic thing but it's not an attractive thing as a human thing to always feel the need to have you know like an opinion on something you know and you know sometimes relax sometimes listen to other people sometimes sometimes this is just the best thing sometimes let people figure things out for themselves and and sometimes let people come up to you and ask you what you want to do because um yeah this i'm practically speaking to myself all this advice i'm not even giving advice i'm giving myself a lecture i'll listen to this later and be like yeah, we need to change anyway number five you spend a lot of energy trying to prevent bad things from happening. If this is not the definition of my life, heavenly savior. Anyway, this is what it says. Rather than prepare themselves for the storm, control freaks try to prevent the storm from coming. Even when they can't, they often waste time and energy hoping bad things won't happen because they doubt their ability to deal with hardship. I think for me, I would kind of switch that up in like the last part about my ability to deal with hardship. I think I've dealt with hardship enough. <laughs> that's my problem i feel like i've done it all i feel like why why should i struggle and i think one thing that i tend to do because i overthink is is in, and i am kind of sometimes trying to control things is like i will try to i will think of the worst case scenario and i try to already get there so that at least i can protect myself and be like oh, i wasn't that bad or i knew this was gonna happen but what that does it takes away the beauty of the unexpected it takes away the beauty of not knowing what will happen tomorrow we are human beings like we don't always know what's gonna happen and when you when you can try to control things you end up ruining moments you, st you end up not even enjoying the moments that you have you don't know what's gonna happen there are people who uh, so that have a life plan that know what they're going to do five minutes from now but you could you could walk outside and something happens to you you could be in the shower and you slip you could this sounds a little morbid doesn't it a little negative but that's what i'm trying to say it's like life is unexpected you could have a big plan you could have been in the best place in your life and things go wrong so number one thing is you can't prevent bad things from happening you can't prevent bad things from happening and you are not in control you have to let that go. Whether you believe in God, whether you don't believe in God, whether you're confused, whatever it is, whenever you try to control things, you stop enjoying the beauty of being a human being. And the beauty of being a human being is the fact that life is unexpected. Is that one moment you could be happy, the next moment you could be sad. And bad things are not always are not always meant there to destroy us. Sometimes they teach us better, you know, sometimes going through a bad, you know, breakup, maybe going through a bad situation, maybe having um, a struggle happen in your life, having a hardship, it, it builds re resilience, it builds confidence, it builds it builds strength that you can't get from having only good times, you know? If you, too much sugar, sugar gives you cavities. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from me. I have thousands of, oh, I would hate to be my dentist. Oof. Anyway, number six. You don't delegate tasks. Now, this one, I will have to disagree because I don't match this one. But maybe you match it. It says, a control freak firmly believes if you want something done right, you better do it yourself. They refuse to delegate tasks because they, they, they're convinced doing it so doing it doing so will ultimately require more of their time because they'll have to fix whatever mistakes someone else has made. If they do delegate 
they <laughs> they insist on micromanaging every step of the way. One is hilarious to me because I went before I read the whole thing. I said, "Oh, oh, oh that's not me. That is me." In a very minimal way, I'm, it's not that I don't know how to delegate tasks. It's sometimes for me, I, I'll use an example. When it comes to cleaning, in my family, we're a very big family. You know, we all live together. Harmony. Anyway, we live together as a family. And in my family, we are mostly girls. It's four ladies and one and two. It's four. It's four of my sisters plus my brother and my mom, mom and dad. Mom and dad. They're adults, you know, the African. Harry, go get me the border. Harry, do this. Of course. Love it. Then you've got my siblings. For me, in my family, I'm known as the person who cleans a lot because I tend... Number one, cleaning is relaxing to me. As embarrassing as that is, I used to clean for so long, but, like, cleaning, for some reason, allows me to have that little perfection thing in my box ticked. I like being able to wipe a counter, and when I see mess on it, it makes me feel kind of like, oh, that's dirty. You know, it allows me to fix things. That's the part of me that, that fixes things. And so I would say this because sometimes I overwork myself. Like, they could literally be like, we have so many of us that someone else could do something else. But I would do everything by myself. And then I would be sweating and panting. <laughs> I'm so stressed. I'm like, I do everything. But honestly, it's not really me doing, like, not getting help. It's sometimes I do it all by myself because I don't want them to mess it up. I'll be like, they don't know how I mop. I can do it faster. I can do it better. But that's another way of not being able to manage things correctly. You know, if you need being asking for help and having people help you even if they don't do it your way is another form of letting things go is another form of letting go of things that you can't control you know like how people clean like how people view the world how people organize themselves so number six is another one um that i possess next man by the end of this this no one's gonna want to be my friend anyway number seven you lack compassion for people who make mistakes I'm not going to say I'm not this person, like this type of person until I read the, the book. It says, since control freaks believe success steams solely from talent and effort, they lack compassion for those who struggle. They view mistakes as a sign of laziness or stupidity. They think everyone should succeed regardless of their circumstances. I would honestly say that this one is uh -uh, not for me. This one I cannot relate to in the sense of I've never really thought of me being the type of person who, you know, like, who doesn't have compassion for people who struggle. I've struggled all my life, like, in the way that I saw myself. And I think that's why I have so much compassion for people who don't always, who are not really good at school, who struggle with, like, reading is another thing for me that I'm trying to be good at because I can read really well by myself, but when I speak out loud, I'm always afraid that I'm going to say the wrong thing, that I'm going to read the word wrong. And I know how to read the word I just, it stumbles in my brain and, and just kind of like stuttering and stuff like that. I always, like I always, because I know people can speak properly, but they get so, like the words get so caught up in their, in their brain before they say it that it ends up not coming out properly or at all, you know, the way that they wanted it to originally. So when it comes to that, um, I feel like people who lack compassion are not very nice people. At the end of the day, you can have talent. And if you, if you have talent and effort and all these things, the way you use what you are given is just as important as what you use or what you have. You know, it's it's one thing to be 
Oh, yeah, I was born, like, I worked my butt off. But, yeah, if you work your butt off by breaking other people's back and being rude and disrespectful to your way to the top, that top is going to be lonely, okay? But if you, if everything you do, you you understand that, okay, I'm, I can do this because I'm healthy. I can do this because my family is like this. This is also another thing about understanding privilege. But we'll talk about that another day. Every person has a level of things that already set them up for the life that they live. Some people, it's not laziness. Sometimes it's the family that you're born in. Sometimes it's the way you've you've been taught about success. A lot of people who are really successful is because some a lot majority of them have had seen success in their lives. People successful. Some people they've seen um good examples of that, and some people just have not even maybe might not even have a good example, but have had um you know have had a way to mm, that's not what i'm trying to say give me a second what i'm trying to say is some people are successful because they have that ambition and some people are just they don't think like that you know it's okay if you don't always think let me be the best of the best it's okay um but i think it's good to think some people are not trying to be the best in the world some people are just trying to be the best in their field, in whatever they were meant to do. Not everyone can be billionaires. You know, there has to be regular people who do regular jobs in order for our society to exist. And because we live in such a perfectionist society, which is the conclusion of these whole seven things, we live in a very, in a very, you know, demanding society. We live in a very demanding, you know, time where people are demanded to be perfect. Whether you know it or not, the society we live in demands that we have a level of control you control the Instagram photos you have. You control where you hang out, all these things, the lighting. All these are things that people are trying to control. But in real life, it's not just a photo. In real life, you can't just stand somewhere and have perfect lighting for on you with an outfit that is banging. Sometimes you look like a bum. You look like a bum. A very nice bum, but you look like a bum, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means it's one of those days that you don't look that great. It's one of those days that you don't feel that great, you know? And I'm only saying this because I want to be very transparent on my podcast. Like, I don't want to talk about things that I'm already doing. I want to talk about things that I'm going through. And one of the things that I'm trying to go through this year is to let go. Let go. Like, they always say this in church. It's not in the Bible, so no one come and fight me. But they always say it. They're like, let go and let God. I don't think how many people have heard that. There's even a song, let go and let God. Anyway, what it really means is that you're not in control of any, like, you are only in control of how you approach situations. Everything else, based on the life, based on your environment, based on your family, you're not responsible. Like, you, you can't control those things. And you're not responsible for what someone else does, but you are responsible for what you do. And understanding that you can't control anything. And this is coming from me. A control freak, very nicely. Self-diagnosed control freak. And mm, damn, that went straight to my soul. But yeah, you can change if you want to change. Off by realizing whenever you're trying to control something, taking a deep breath and being like, "This is not my business. I am not." I am not the orchestrator of everything in this world. Well, clear. I can only control my response and my attitude. Everything else is not my responsibility. 
And that's for everybody. That includes you, Harry, when you're listening back to this, trying to edit. You are not controlling nothing, okay? So you better let it go. And I wish you all luck on trying to go through this journey of letting go. Because we need to let go. Perfection, no one is perfect in this world. Even the people who make millions of dollars, a mess, a disaster. Just ask, just ask their walls. If there was really a video camera in every house. Okay, let's. I'm going too far. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. And hopefully you can come back next week when we talk about some more interesting topics. I hope you have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you'd like to join the conversation or would like to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Chit Chats with Harry on Instagram. And you can listen to this on Spotify, Apple, wherever you would like your choice. If you'd like to share this with a friend, I would appreciate it. And I hope I can see you next time. Bye-bye.